Well, slowly over time, that changed. It got to the point about maybe 10 years ago that you didn't even have to have a college degree or even a high school degree. They were taking anybody and everybody into the mortgage business. I heard an ad on the radio one time that said, come in and apply to be a mortgage broker. An average mortgage broker can make $60,000 a year, no experience necessary, high school GED okay, call for your free interview. At that point, I knew we were in real trouble. The lenders didn't help a whole lot either. What happened, this started about the same time, about 10 years ago, they came out with loan programs supposedly to help the borrowers. And initially they did, but like anything, when you take it to excess, it starts to become not a solution, but a problem in and of itself. The first programs that they came out with were called stated income loans. And these quickly became known as liar loans throughout the industry. What these are, they are for self-employed borrowers, people who work for themselves. And most people that work for themselves on their tax returns, they write off a substantial amount of their income, including expenses for home office, they take someone to dinner, their cell phone, all kinds of expenses that most people don't get to write off when they have a W-2 or a regular paycheck. The problem became when these people wanted to get a loan, their tax returns would show that they had little or no income because of all the expenses that they took. So it was very difficult for them to get financing. And for five or 10 years, they actually couldn't get a loan unless they quit deducting all this income so they could show it on the tax return, pay taxes on it, and then qualify for a loan. Well, the lenders saw this and they came out with a loan program called stated income. What that means is a self-employed borrower with excellent credit, with a substantial down payment, at least 20% or more, could just state their income on the loan application and it would never be verified. They wouldn't ask for tax returns. They wouldn't ask for bank statements. All they had to do was say, I make 120,000 per year and the lender would take it at face value and never check it. Well, this was okay for self-employed borrowers with substantial down payments and great credit. But as things continued, these loans became available to people with not such good credit. And eventually they became available to people that weren't even self-employed. People that were, were receiving a pay stub could simply state their income and that would be what would be used without it ever being checked. For a long time, well, not a long time, but at least a couple of years, their realtors had it easy. They could just put a house on the market and immediately it would sell. Multiple offers, the house would sell. As soon as they got a listing, it was actually like getting a paycheck. Well, they got kind of a bad rap. They still do get kind of a bad rap. I was at a seminar back east and the author of the book Freakonomics was making a comparison between realtors and the KKK in the way that they control information. They said basically the KKK and realtors both have the power that they do because they control the information that, the, that people get. And he said that when his book came out, he got phone calls from realtors all across the country complaining, saying, I can't believe you compared us to the KKK. And he actually said that he expected that. But one thing that surprised him was he didn't get any phone calls from anybody in the KKK. Another thing that happened was initially 15 years ago, when lenders made loans, they would charge a 1% loan fee to the broker. The broker in turn would turn and charge a 2% loan fee to the borrower. So for instance, let's say a borrower was borrowing $300,000. A 2% loan fee would be $6,000. $3,000 would go to the lender. $3,000 would go to the broker and they would close the loan together. The lender and the broker would make sure that the, this person got their loan and it closed. Well, a couple of years later, lenders came out 
with a new twist. And they said, instead of us charging a point, if you just raise the interest rate that you give to the borrower, we'll waive our point. So let's say, for example, a borrower was going to get six and a half percent. The lender was going to take a 1% fee and the broker was going to get a 1% fee. The lender came out and said, if you'll give the borrower a six and three quarter percent interest rate, instead of six and a half, we'll waive our 1% fee. So now the borrower's used to paying 2%. The broker now, instead of having to pay 1% to the lender and keep 1%, could either lower the borrower's closing costs by 1%, which some did, or continue to charge the 2% and take the whole 2% for themselves. So now instead of making $3,000 on that loan, they can make $6,000. Well, that went over very well, as I'm sure you can imagine. And the lenders took it one step further and said, instead of raising the rate to six and three quarters, if you'll raise the rate to 7%,